Welcome to the Joe Contractor Show, a podcast created by three regular Joes. The Joe Contractor Show is a place where trade professionals, business owners, and homeowners looking for solid advice and amusement can hear stories of great success and great failure in the turbulent and unpredictable world of construction. On the Joe Contractor Show, we dig deep into the realm of remodeling and construction. We chat with construction trade professionals, business owners, and homeowners alike. We support local independent contractors and those who put their trust in the hands of these capable and hardworking business owners and tradespeople. We discuss construction and home maintenance from multiple angles, and we do it with compassion, purpose, and humor. Listen as Lori Merrick and Sam, along with a wide variety of guests, explore topics related to construction, homeownership, small business creation, and more. A quick reminder, don't forget to send your questions to questions at joecontractorshow.com. And after you've done that, please take a moment to hit the like button, subscribe, or talk about us tomorrow morning at the local coffee shop. We appreciate feedback and critique, and it lets us know that you're out there and that you care. everyone and uh welcome to the joe contractor show I've yay, got- yay! <laughs> <laughs> it has been a while though it and it has. doesn't feel great when it when we take a long time in between no, i miss you guys yeah um but i assume we all have good reason for it to have been a while busyness correct busy 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 yeah now it's getting cold today just today just just this afternoon it was like <laughs> right. warm this morning yeah and now it's getting cold. So, yeah, I think this might be it. It's I it. We're gonna. I mean, winter's knocking at the door here. Well, if you if you you know subscribe to weather apps and stuff like lately, it's been like the the normal like heart rate rhythm thing, and it just went flatline in the thirties. Like, yeah. like we're dead for the yeah, winter now. Totally, right. that's yeah. it. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm talking about. There's yeah. no more bumps up into the 60s coming no our way. No clocking left. <laughs> no, it's done. Save it for spring. Yep. So I, I think we're all in agreement there. So yeah, but everyone's been busy, but good. Really good. Really busy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good. Um, all right. So I'm trying the, the live streaming. We'll get better at this. I already kind of like the fact that we can make this work. Yeah, I, um, me too. For our first attempt, I'm sure this will be a rough go, but that's okay. We'll figure out we can set this up at some point so that everyone can see, but um, since it's our first time at it, I, I need to look at this and see what's going on. So anyway, here's our show. So uh, thanks, listeners, for tuning in. Uh, who are our fictitious sponsors this week? Do we have any? Oh, yeah, we should, we should really get big. Milwaukee to Shoot big. Yeah, Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee. <laughs> we want to thank, <laughs> thank Milwaukee for thinking of us. Bosh. So, yeah, Bosh is great. We should go big. True Work Clothing is who I'm trying to get on Ooh. board. Oh, I love it. Yeah, they know yeah. about us so far, but that's it. <laughs> that's good, though. That's good. Fleet Farm would be a good sponsor. I mean, they're big. Yeah. Mills or Blaine's, though. We'll take all their money. Because, because if you're Cause in Wisconsin, there's there's it's Mills Fleet Farm up here, and it's Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Are they the oh. same? No, different oh. brothers or cousins or something like that oh. that diverged years ago. Or that's the story I was told as a kid. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, you Wisconsinites know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Any, all of our Wisconsin listeners. So anyway, uh, this show. Is uh, comes after the success of our Apprentice show. Did we do another one after that? I don't think we have. I think that's the last one we did. Yeah, yeah. It's really yeah. been a while, and yeah. I'll tell you, we got a lot more listens. So if you are new to us and you want to go back and listen to one that Apprentice show, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and we got a lot of listens to it. Very so. informative. Yeah, and this is a uh, this is a question and answer show. So we have we break our our podcast up into sort of different segments we've got just the three of us today we're doing question and answer we did one of these before it was actually a lot of fun it was fun yeah so here we are um and i think we should just jump right in yeah i've got a a list of questions from a couple homeowners here um and i think i'll just start with that first one which 
is uh, how many bids should I get for a major project? Like two or three? Okay, how many bids it, should guys. I get for a major project? I'm going to put a comment out there sure. so that people, if they are watching, they, I mean, they should be able to hear. That's the question that we're answering right now. How many bids should I get for a major project? Yeah, and I would, I'll start a discussion, Merrick. Mm -hmm. Do you mind? Yeah. Yeah, I would say, you know, for uh, in the past, you say you always were to get three bids. That's what I was going to say. Right? That's what they always said. Yep. Three. You're getting more than that, it's a waste of your time. Getting less than that, it you, you could be a waste of your time. But uh, these days, in our mm -hmm. current climate, if I know somebody's getting two or three bids, I say, have fun. Go for it. I'm out. I'm out. And in, and size of project depends too. So if it's a bigger project, you would you you know you might want to get a couple of bids on that. If it's a smaller one, I'm not bidding on anything smaller against three people. Because no, I already know I, we've been in the business long enough. That I guess that would be key. If somebody's new, um, as a new contractor out there, then you know you might not trust their numbers. But if you've got a really low bid and you're super excited about <laughs> excited about that, you you might not want you might want to ask them how long they've been in business. Right. A low bid, uh, you know, a low bid is so often the start of a lot of trouble. Yeah. For um, everybody. It is. For yeah, I mean if you gotta think of it a lot of different ways. But if the if the person Bidding the job isn't bidding fairly for their time so that they make a decent living. I, it's There's a difference between earning an appropriate amount of money and taking advantage of someone. I don't know too many people who actually take advantage of no, people. No, I think, you know, the other thing, did you want to add, Merrick? I think the other thing right now is people are busy. Getting two to three bids can be a lot. You can Google and find information out where people will say, they seem like they're very fair, their numbers are fair, or they're very high, but they're really good. So, so I think there's enough information out there right now that you're not just guessing. I always hear that, oh, you're pretty middle of the road. And I never want to hear I'm the low bid. And um, uh, and are they, is it apples to apples? It, you know, so I mm -hmm. like comparing bids. I'll even ask clients, I'm like, can I look at all the bids? I'll be honest with you if, if you want to show them to me. Um, or show me your bid. I don't have time to bid on it. Show me, show it to me, and I'll let you know if I can beat that bid or not. Right. So it's just the the climate right now is so crazy that for it's so crazy for the clients and for the contractors. So do you have time to get three bids? I don't know. Well, Maybe. and I would say that you, I would say you'd break the project into different types if. If you're looking at something that where you can compare apples to apples, like maybe a you know relatively simple electrical change, you're putting new I don't know new fixtures in somewhere or something, right? Or or even the, the work that I do, tile work, right? It, you know you don't have to tell me that you're getting three bids. Just go get three bids if you can find people to do it. If you're talking big remodeling project. I would say one bid from, I would look less for bids and more for recommendations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that's, I think, ultimately the more important part there. Because it's really hard to compare apples to apples on a big bid. Yeah, I mean, we're all, we're all guessing. Yeah. I mean, we, mm -hmm. it's an educated guess, but we know, you know, if, if, you're, if you're looking at a, a kitchen remodel and it's a $120,000 kitchen remodel and you're going to, compare someone at 115 and someone at 125 right. like you're kind of missing the point because right. the, the the person at 115 they're going to get you to 125 by the end of that anyway most likely because you kind of you're saying i want this really nice thing done so i would say it's less important to worry about the exact number on those projects and more important to worry about the quality of the person that you're hiring yeah right. and I, I think it matters also like how much does the relationship matter like some you know some things are just cut and dry you could call three different companies and just like go with the cheapest one because fence. because you know, yeah right something yep. like that but then for something that's a little bit more um intimate 
like a kitchen or a bathroom remodel, you know, there, you know, finding a contractor that you trust and using them over and over and knowing that they're going to be fair with you and communicate in the way that you want is, is going to pay in the end. You know, even if you end up paying a little bit more, um, the amount of issues you can have on those kinds of things can be substantial too. Yes. And, and those relationships are, I mean, they do get intimate and that's a, that's an, like maybe a difficult word to hear for like a first time homeowner to say like, what do you mean intimate? Like have a crew of people spend six or nine months in your house right. and see whether that's right. an intimate relationship or not, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Really good point. Cause that relationship comes down to if dollars mean nothing, if that really relationship goes to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, no, it's true. So that, that's a great question. I liked it. Yep. Uh, what do you got for us? And and also, how can I guarantee from the contractor I choose that they won't um, up the price later on? You can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you got to look at you know you got to look at what what do you ha- what do they have in there for change orders? How are those dealt with? Um, you know how uh, precise is their Scope, scope of work. Yep, and and then the bid that goes with that scope. Right. Mm -hmm. But I would say there again, it comes back to relationship because you could throw that right back at the homeowner and say, how how much of a guarantee can you give me that you're not going to change your mind on anything that we've talked about at this point? You know, Mm -hmm. because I don't I don't know very many I don't know very many contractors who I think would you could say they go into those relationships wanting and hoping to have it go somewhere else and, and be a lot more expensive or something. I do think that um, the the people who are better at contracting than me, they understood that when a change order came along, charge appropriately, you know, relatively high for it. Make them know that this is going to change things and you have to pay for this. Mm-hmm. And if you want it, you better sign here because I, we it, you're making our life more difficult you know yeah and but, and sometimes a bigger more expensive company you're they're going to be more organized you're more likely to hit the mark than going with a small you know you get you know like some guy with his truck that comes in and says he can do your kitchen remodel for twenty thousand dollars and then it's like, oh, well, and this and that and the other thing, you know, might yeah, not be as professional right. or as organized. It, it's, that's true. It's a good question. You don't always have to hire the biggest guy, but if somebody comes in and gives you a verbal, um, I, that wouldn't be enough. Uh, for a, a, I would tell that client, that's not enough. <laughs> you need to have it written down. And you want the details. So as much details written down as possible. And then the client, I always tell my clients, make sure you read this carefully to be sure I've included everything. And then I guess another thing is that um, I always say I don't know about this one area. We might run into stuff. So this is a a questionable area. And and we already know if you've been doing it long enough what the questionable areas can be. Meaning when we take that sink out and open up that wall, this might not be vented. I can't see the vent on the roof, so I don't know if it's going through. You know, so things like that. So I think... If it's if it's somebody in the business for a long time, a they're going to write everything down, and b in a long time you don't even have to be in that long time. Just <laughs> if, be smart, the that smart contractor that says here it is, here's written down, read it over, and here's what I think that we could possibly run into something here. But if you change something, that's not on me. That's you. You if you change something, it's an ad or change, then it will go up. I have a. I mean, I agree with everything you're saying, and yeah. I have a, a person I know, and I won't mention names, but um, who I was told has, never does contracts, never writes anything down, is, has, but has a great reputation and still has a ton of clients and does really nice work and nice projects. And I thought, like, how does that work? I don't know. You know? I don't know. But I think, I think part of it is, it, you know, it goes back to finding the right contractor for you the the one that fits your personality right. like right. this person must find people who are like totally comfortable with that and everything works and you know there's the 
like clipboard and clipped on cell phone contractor. There's the kind of uh, rougher, you know, just a truck and, you know, like you have to find the one that makes right. you feel comfortable. Comfort. I think. Good point. Yeah, yeah. I know that, you know, that that still happens, but um, I... I'd I'd be uncomfortable yeah, <laughs> with the verbal. I totally understand. <laughs> yeah, I think most people wouldn't. I think they should be, you know. But and I, I mean, I, I think you could ask the opposite question too. Like, as a contractor, how do you pick good clients? Yeah. Because you know, there's some red flags I've learned over the years. If you go to the estimate and the, you know, the client is. Um, you know, asking a ton of questions or talking about getting a lot of different bids or constantly talking about dollar figures, you know, might want to, might be a red flag for you. You know, it's, it's kind of a two way thing. It's, it's a two way thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Yeah. I so mean, relationships. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it is relationships. And I made that same note and I tell any new client I, when I walk in, I'm interviewing them too. I've learned to walk away from people. Like if there's, I just don't have time to deal with certain things and I don't want to. And I know that, you know, good luck. You're going to, you're going to find the right fit for you, but it's not me. Right. And yeah. I, and that's, yeah, it's the right fit. And you typically know, like you said, Merrick, when you walk in, you're like, uh, I don't think this would be a good fit. Well, and, <laughs> and you're not doing either of you a service. Like I always kind of felt bad, like in years past, if I didn't get a job. Like I had done something wrong, I took it a little personally or something, right. and now I'm like, nope, that's okay, <laughs> it's totally fine. Right. You will find the right person for you. You know, it's just not me. Right. So there you go. Yeah. All right, great question. What do you got for Here's another? Here's another one. Can right. I ask for references from former clients? Hmm. You guys jump in, Merrick. Well, I guess I'm not quite following the so question. So I'm gonna if I was if I. If you came to my house, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna, and uh, I don't know you, right. and I'm, can I ask, can I ask you for a list of uh, references from any of your past clients? Do you do that? I would that love yet? that. I would love that if somebody asked me for those because it gives me an opportunity to, you know, reconnect with my client and also to show off, you know, the kinds of relationships I'm building. And does that you know. still happen? Do you, do you, do do people ask you for that? It happens, yeah. I'd say that's yeah. a good question. I I think it used to happen a lot more yeah, I was in the say past. It. it used to happen. Now people will say, "Can I get three? And I look at them and I and I'm like, "Well, I can, but just so you know, they're all going to love me. Those three client references I'm going to give you are <laughs> right. going to love me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you want do you want the ones that hate me, the, the, the few that hate me, yeah. or do you want uh, like the ninety ninety nine percent who love me? Right. How about a good one and a bad one? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I hope you think they're crazy too, because <laughs> I sure did. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's funny because I would say. I mean, I'm super happy to give people the, you know, the reference from the from the people who love me and everything. But I, I also feel a little bit like I'm putting them out. I do too. Yeah. You know, but some of those past clients that were like, no, by all means, I'd love to talk. You know, because they they're when when you get to know your clients really well, they sort of invest themselves in your success too, and those are the best clients because then they are telling all of their friends how wonderful you are and they're, you know, they're really champions of your business outside yeah. of your business too. So, yeah, I always, I, I, the other thing is though, you got to have the time to call them or email them and get a hold of them, then make the connections. And I'm like, mm-hmm. can you just Google it's, me? It's, <laughs> it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a red flag if somebody wants to talk if to they really want to get into it and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, most of my, most of my work is reference or referrals anyway right. from previous You're clients. You're right. It can be a bit of a red flag. Yep. Yeah, it, it, it can be a little off-putting at first, but I'm also totally happy to do it, but it has to be the right project. It's kinda, like, it is old school, though. It is. Yeah, I guess it kind of depends yeah. on the person. Right. It, but if, you're, if it's for like a, you know, if it's for a really small project, I'm like, no. <laughs> like... Bigger ones, sure. I guess that makes a little more sense. Yeah, I show mean, me some of your bigger projects. You if know. they're making a big commitment and they want to see something similar to sure. what you're 
do it. You know, yeah. some of those two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollar projects, I would say, like, I get it. Right. I get you. You know, we're we're reconfiguring your whole house here. Here's three people I did this for in the past. You mm-hmm. can talk to. That's that's a never put me out. I guess in that you know scenario. Sure. But something small like nah. <laughs> yeah. I think that word of mouth again goes a goes a long ways you know, versus you know if they don't know you or your clients yet, <clears throat> but you know you're new to town and who do you ask? Yeah, people ask me who would I hire and I'm like I don't know. You go to Sam Joe, and Merrick. <laughs> you go to Joe Contractor eventually. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, good you point. do because that's what the you know that's what the deal is there is building a community that you can engage with. And hopefully get honest answers from a community that cares. So Yeah, so we will have that out for you clients and contractors, hopefully sometime in the near future. <laughs> That's a, it's like uh, it's like the same thing that we say when you ask when your kitchen's going to be done. Like, uh, pr- pretty soon, sometime in the near future, <laughs> provided everything goes right. And comes in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the world. All right, what All right. else you got over Here, there, How about this? Like oh, here's, if, uh, if a crew has been in my house, what coverage do I have if I realize something was stolen or broken by the crew? Mm. Mm. What coverage do you mm. have if you realize something was stolen or broken? Well, your homeowner's insurance. Should. But they want you, it'd be a, they're, they're assuming that it was you. So something was, if I realize something was stolen or broken by the crew... Mm-hmm. I mean, you could use your homeowners, but you're not going to want to, right? Right. Well, you're going to you're going your your initial instinct is going to go to us, right? The the owner of the construction company, and say, "Hey, one of your crew did this, or you know, whatever." So I had I had an experience. Ooh. Oh, yeah, let's yeah. hear. So we were doing this um, kitchen remodel, and um, you know, I had this guy working for me, and he's kind of. You know, kind of loud and rough around the edges, an intense person just in general. And um, so the and the homeowner lost their Patagonia fleece. Mm. And they were like, well, the only person that was in the house was that guy. And I'm like <laughs> thinking about the guy and I'm like thinking like, you know sleeves torn off of his t-shirt and like you know like total punk rock i'm like that guy wouldn't wear a patagonia (laughs) if you gave it to him right Right. you know what i mean but but it was still really hard to navigate you know it's like as an owner i'm like well he could have right you know like that's possible but i trust him i don't think that he would do that but then it's the homeowner's like well it's gone he said she said and and then you're kind of in this position where I mean that that's a tough position to be in it is once you admit well even if you said all right let's just pretend I'll I'll pay for it then now suddenly they don't trust you mm-hmm. so it's it is a hard spot I think I've been mm-hmm. in that spot I'm trying to think of I know I have it's usually something's broken I think oh or tools broken. are missing their tools are gone and they are oh, like sure the homeowner's, the homeowner's tools are, tools are uh-huh. gone and I've, I've never run that. into that one. That's oh, funny. We're, my my one hammer is gone. I'm like pretty sure our crew likes nicer hammers than that. And we don't really <laughs> even use hammers much anymore. Right. Let's just wait till the end of the project and see what happens, and or a ladder or something. And 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 I I'll, I'll say, well, I'll look around and I'll ask. I'll 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 do my due diligence. And typically, that's fair. Typically, they find it. Or um, I've paid for like a broken vase or something that who knows who broke it the crew doesn't know they you know who, whatever so i'm I, or or no one's fessing up right but like when, uh, we all i mean like i usually or you know i've always felt like i know everyone so well that like they're gonna be honest with me true you know that's who i mean that's what you hope for yeah i mean well i have i would say plenty of experience with people coming to me saying well, I broke their shit. <laughs> you know, you're like, yeah. oh, great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess, I guess we'll have to take care of that. You know, um, which is fine. So much better that than to it, it, like, 
as a company owner, having someone come to you and say, I did this, we need to take care of this is like a way better deal than, uh, I don't know, you know, then having the homeowner come and say, Hey, I think it was one of your people that did this. And then you don't have any idea. Yeah, like, it's I, such an uncomfortable situation. Totally. Yeah. Way, way more comfortable to, to go to the homeowner and say, look, really sorry. They broke this. But here's the thing. that. Or happened. have you yeah. thrown things away and the dump goes to the dumpster and it was supposed to be reused? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. I'll buy you a new sink. Well, don't you remember when, when we started that I told you I wanted that copper roofing? Like, a yeah. hundred year old copper roofing. I think the guys just tore it off there and threw it out. I'm really sorry. Oh. You know, like. Here's about one story. We, we took off some copper flashing mm -hmm. just this past summer, threw it in the back of uh, one of our carpenter's trucks. Um, we will recycle here, but, um, but it was a big piece of flashing. It got stolen out of his truck of course. <laughs> when he was out for coffee. Mm -hmm. And uh, the homeowner said, hey, where'd that flashing go? I, I could get some money for that. I'm like, um, I think it's probably at our warehouse. I'll check. And we're like, no, it got stolen out of one of the trucks. And so then I had to look it up to see what it was worth. And I found and gave him the highest dollar of 25 cents a pound. Or I can't remember. Something right. like that. So I gave him. So I said, I'll deduct the. Um, $33 from the bill. <laughs> and so that's kind of you. That's how we do it. But I'm like 33 bucks. That's it. You know, right. Right. I mean, I, at that point, you, you know, you want to maybe suggest to the homeowner that they just let it go. <laughs> yeah. I, I said, I will deduct it, but do your research too, to make sure that you're good with my number. So I don't yeah. want it to come up again. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's a pretty minor one. Yeah, I've definitely had. Um, I didn't know though. I thought, is this worth a thousand dollars? I didn't no. have a clue because no. I never. I haven't. Like, when's the last time I've measured out uh, or weighed some copper flashing? Well, I, I've had. Um, I had a a tub that was a three wall alcove with with a skirt and all really finely tiled in, and no way to get more of this tile. Um, you know that we found the crack months after the install and mm. it was almost assuredly the plumber, but it, but actually Kohler, um, admitted it was a defect in their tub. So maybe it wasn't them. Oh. Like it was so hard to tell, yeah. you know? And so Kohler admitted the, the fault and gave us a new tub, but guess who had to remove all of the tile painstakingly remove all of the tile, oh, no. uh, and spend, you know, a week of my life, fixing the problem because there is no cure for that no. but but yeah i mean it's uh that's a tricky one when you think i don't know i it there's unless it's something serious and egregious it's always sort of um a little off-putting for uh, to deal with a client that makes the assumption that something bad has happened if something bad happens and it's sort of hard for them to come to you and say it and you know like oh my gosh that was definitely us you yeah are totally right right mm -hmm. that's one thing but if if there's like the, like the jacket or whatever right like yeah. what did you do merrick or yeah what happened with that one i i think i paid for the jacket yeah. and i said i I really don't think that it was, I don't think that he would do that, but I have no way of knowing for sure. And, you know, I, you know, yeah. I paid, that's a I weird one. Yeah. But, but I mean, it, it, it really brings up a whole like other thought for me is this, just this liability as general contractors that we, Oh, I think that was the question. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, there's the one answer. I, mean, I know the way that we navigate them, you know, like that's a challenge. It's always a unique situation. It's like, you know, if something gets broken, for example, it's like, you know, I might just cover that cost. And usually when I'm talking to the homeowner, I say, you know, we, we did that. Even if it was like clearly Bob. Right. Oh yeah. Right. I, you know, like the we did that with you. Yeah. We'll take yeah. care of it. I might not even tell Bob. I mean, I'll, I might mention it to Bob, but I'm just going to take care of it because I don't want to strain that relationship. Yep. You know, there's... Yeah, I guess I would also tell a homeowner that if the if you're working with a contractor who's super defensive and says, no way in hell did we touch that or do that, right. and can't have an open discussion with you, that'd be a red flag. And oh, that, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it, 
it works both ways, right? Yeah. We'll uh, we'll wrap up this half of the thing. In fact, our battery's going to go dead anyway. But okay. Um, but yeah, that was. Uh, it, it is. It it's on both parties to do the right thing and right. be reasonable about it. Right. You know, so. Yeah, tough one. Oh, and as far as the actual question, um, our general liability insurance does not necessarily cover something like theft out of your house from, you know, or suspected theft, right? We don't, we're hiring subcontractors. I don't think that my general liability is going to cover theft that, that can't be proven that it was this person under my Yeah, it's a good question. Employee. I don't know. Like... But it certainly covers if that subcontractor of mine, you know, comes in and drips, uh, you know, drywall stuff or what, you know, or paint or whatever all over something and ruins something of yours. That's where my coverage comes in and helps you out. But the, you know, I, so I guess as a homeowner, I would say, um, generally speaking, reduce any temptation, Mm -hmm. you know, don't, don't leave much around i i know the crews hire a good contractor too because i know the people that we worked with over the years like i worked with them for a reason i trusted i'd I trust them with the keys to my house to go and do anything that you know so and and, and there's there's a, you know a, like a large company is going to have a revolving door with their staff so you don't know who's going to be in the house a smaller company you might have you get to hand pick kind of who's there you're working with them every day you might know them a little bit better you're absolutely mm-hmm. hand picking them they're right yeah you know that's those are your people right so yeah i'd say protect yourself i, I wouldn't i don't know what coverages are going to protect you probably your homeowner's but it would you'd have to almost take it to the criminal level if it was theft right versus damage that's on us yep. and we do actually have coverage to, to help you out with that so yeah all right there we go we will uh, wrap up this first half and come back for some more of this stuff after that all right okay we will be back to the show after a few quick ads from our valued sponsors Wonder Woman Construction is a Minneapolis-based, woman-owned, residential and commercial construction and electrical company. Lori and her team pride themselves on their commitment to long-term, green, and sustainable building practices, and they apply their deep understanding of building science to each project they take on. They are dedicated to the complete satisfaction of every client. One more thing that you absolutely cannot miss about Wonder Woman Construction is the fact that every employee loves what they do and truly enjoys working with each other. The best projects are those that are done by happy people. And Wonder Woman Construction is full of happy people. Visit WonderWomanConstruction.com to get started on your happiest project ever. Kinetic Legacy is the company that powers the Joe Contractor app. Their unique platform blends the good parts of social tech with their one-of-a-kind data organizing system, giving communities, large and small, a safe, private space to stay connected and to keep information and memories organized. If you and your community have a shared purpose or passion and are looking for a better way to stay connected, contact Kinetic Legacy today at kineticlegacy.us. Find out how groups from contractors to campers, tribal communities, unions, and alumni organizations are finding their way to meaningful new spaces in this increasingly digital world. Again, that's kineticlegacy.us. Reader Home Restorations is a Minnesota-based, full-service residential general contracting company specializing in the repair and painting of historic homes. Whether your home needs repairs, painting, or remodeling, Reader Home Restorations has got you covered. We understand that every home, client, and project is unique. At Reader Home Restorations, we pledge to give you a long-lasting product while paying close attention to client questions and concerns. Check us out at www.readerhomerestorations.com. That's Reader, spelled with two E's, homerestorations.com. The Joe Contractor Show doesn't let just any old company put an ad in the middle of a show this important. They have to pay us. Send us an email if you're certain your business should be featured on our show. 
right, second half underway. We're gonna, we're gonna have a whirlwind tour of uh, a few more questions before I have to run out of here, so. Yeah, uh, the next question I'm gonna ask is kind of a, maybe a follow-up for the, the question we just answered prior to break, which was, you know, what do you do when something's broken or stolen or something like that? Cry. Can I fire a contractor mid-job? Uh, uh, oh god i mean <laughs> here's the deal i'd say it, it would depend on the size and the scope of the project if you are talking about a relatively small project then sure if they're pissing you off and they're not doing a great job you can find someone else you're probably going to pay a little more in the end um, but if you've got a large job going on very it is very difficult to find other contractors to come in and take over the work of someone else. That's a huge red flag for me. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say them? red Where flag. Where did they go? Why are you letting them go? Are you totally a tough yeah. client? Or right. are they a bad contractor? What's going on? I need to hear the story. The you know, and I the ask, whole the story. whole story. And I might even want to talk to the other contractor. And before. then I even might Google that client too. Yeah. <laughs> so, but so, but it is true. I mean, can you fire? If I also have a little sure. phrase I like to say is, if it's not working for one of us, it's not working. Yeah. And I and and I, there's nothing worse than working for an unhappy client who doesn't want you there, and saying you're going to finish the job, even though we're required to finish the job. That is legally, we can't we can't walk away. Um, it's got to be agreed upon. Um, but I think a client can walk away. I believe, right? When when the pandemic hit, I had a client. I you know still feel a little bit bad about how it all worked out. But the pandemic hit and everything slowed down and. And we were in the midst of a project and we kind of took it, we, we kind of agreed on a point and took it to that point, which I think if, if I were a homeowner or a contractor in the midst of a project, I would want to try and hit that kind of mark. I think that was the best, most equitable way to finish that, that relationship. Um, because without that, like, if you, you know, if you've got a contractor who's just not showing up and is leaving you high and dry, that's a whole nother ball. I mean, like you're, they're fired by default because they're not coming to do their work. But, but if it's you wanting to get rid of them, whether it's for good cause or not, it would probably be best to find a, to agree on a cutoff point and say, look, I, I just need you to finish to this and then I'll find someone else to do the rest because this isn't working for both of us. Yeah, definitely. I, it's not, it's not, and sometimes that's even hard because you're already not probably getting along. So trying to agree totally. on that even might be hard. So, I, you know, sometimes it's best just to walk away at, at, at a certain point if it's really a bad relationship. Yep. Yeah. So I've, can uh, you fire them? Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Yeah, it's your money. Yeah. Your house. Yep. Yeah. I would say yes. Yeah. What if I have an amazing contractor who has done a great job? How can I put the word out about them other than Angie's List? How about do not do Angie's <laughs> List? <laughs> we don't want to be on Angie's List. Oh, the worst thing. <laughs> I mean, I would I'd say ask your contractor what you can do. Because maybe they're, you know, maybe they're looking for reviews online. Maybe they want to have... Um, have you reach out to a client that they're doing a big bid for? I mean, everybody has a different way that they're trying to market themselves or, or not when it's, when we're so busy, you know, we don't necessarily want to have our <laughs> name all over. I also, another thing I like to say is, you know, word of mouth is, is the best for clients, for contractors. And if you had a good relationship with your contractor and, and they, in and, and in turn, they with you, then they want to work for people like you and you want them to, you know, your friends, word of mouth is the best. Absolutely. That's good for the contractor too, because we don't want to go out and just work for, and wade through people when we really liked you, we'd probably really like your friends. Yeah. And I would say, I would say, um, you know, you guys already touched on all the things that you might do. I would say it's extremely flattering to have clients who go out of their way to do nice things for you as a because there's a part of it where especially when you're the service provider like like I feel like as friendly as we've gotten throughout this whole thing it's always been transactional 
mm-hmm. in a certain way. Like we're not really friends until six months or a year or two years after your project is over, and we've still maintained a right. relationship. Now we're actually friends. really friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Otherwise. True. Throughout the project, like if I just met you, and even if we've done a six-month project, we're getting to know each other, but there's that transactional right. nature to it. Yeah. So it's really flattering, and I think it's um, it's really kind of, of you as a homeowner to go just a little step beyond. So like even with our podcast, right, we don't hear from anybody. Very, very infrequently do we hear from people. And I get it. I listen to podcasts. I don't. When was the last time I got out there and I was like, thanks so oh, much true. for this great show, right. you know? Right. But that little gesture. So even if it's not, you know, putting, you know, blowing the bugle loud for how great this contractor is, every time you, you make a suggestion, I've got a a champion for my company and a a longtime friend who I did a ton of work for, who I didn't, you know, I was, we weren't friends when I started, yeah. but we became friends over time. And she is constantly referring people to me and just said, you know, just saying, this is a wonderful person who does wonderful work. Like, right. it's really flattering. Yeah. It's very kind. So there's, there's this book that I, I read that really shifted the course of me as, for as a business owner is called the one page marketing marketing plan. And, um, in there he talks about this specific, he refers to them as the white leopard. That's the name he gave this specific kind of client. And these are people that just will go out of their way, tell all of their friends will constantly be putting reviews. And they just are like a little obsessed with, spreading the word about you oh yeah and and those are the kinds of really those are the ones that you need to nurture you need to be like oh there's i'm gonna go over there i'm gonna have coffee with them when i'm in the neighborhood i'm gonna you know go and paint a paint their closets for free when i go over there to paint the bedroom like right you know there's there's kind of this you know these raving fans you know yeah i mean i can think of probably half a dozen like if I think about it for a yeah. little bit, there's some people who I like, I'll get misty yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they've been so nice to me over the years yeah. and, and, you know, took a chance on me. Let me do things that, that uh, were maybe a little beyond my scope or a little wild at the time or whatever. And then they tell everyone how wonderful yeah. everything is. And you're right. I like that. White, and, white and, and it works for the, that client too, because that client, when I, I just got a call from an old client friend and I was like, uh, uh, we're too. One of my crew said we're too busy. We don't. We can't. You know. We don't. We can't fit that electrical job in. And I'm like, oh no, we will. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll jump for her no matter what. That's right. Oh, I, absolutely. Oh, Lori's worried about the dogs. It's ambiance, Lori. We are in. We are in the Wonder Woman. Uh, we're going to call this the Garage Studio now. Sure. And uh, the dogs want attention, but it's okay. Yeah. You can handle a little dog. Yeah, there's my crazy, crazy dog. <laughs> They're good. Wants to be interviewed. All right, you got another question? Uh, yeah, so on that same note, or similar, another similar note, I'm trying to put these in some kind of order here. If I don't know anyone personally who has had a good tra- contractor, how do I find, or I'm new to town, or I've never done anything, how do I find a good um, contractor, other than word of uh, uh, re- recommendation, of mouth, because word of mouth, yeah, word of mouth, because you, I don't know anybody, and they don't know anybody. How, where would they go? And, that, and said, should I go call a paint store, or a hardware store, or a supply shop? Yeah, that's the quest- question. Well, and the, and they're uh, politely pointing us in actually probably one of the better directions. If you don't know anyone, it depends on what you're getting done. But if you're like for instance, in town here in Minneapolis, we have the Kohler store or something like that. So, like, if you're if you're looking to have your bathroom done, but you really don't know, yeah, go to a place like that and ask them, and they're going to refer a few contractors to you that are, you know, they, their reputations are tied to each other. Yeah, or and the local hardware store, you know, might be a good option too because they know who the local contractors that come in. Yeah, I mean. It, um, I would say like like your average ace down the street might not know us very well. So you might ask 
like where it depends on what you're having done, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. Like if you're getting windows or something like like the the lumber yard where you might go view those and buy those, they're gonna know who's good and who's buying a lot of windows and I think that's a good place to start. Yeah, I would be the more specific. I would on a, on a on a little side note, a little secret on my end is that Menards gives our name out all the time. Menards does, and I don't ever return those calls or emails. <laughs> I was gonna say, I know. So I, big I mean, box stores, I don't, you know, they Home don't know Depot me. And Menards, yeah, you got I nothing don't, to lose. Yeah, I don't want them selling my work. I hate that. No. Yeah, but the special, like, if, like the higher end tile shops tile and shop, stuff. Right. You know, sure. absolutely. They're yep. gonna they're gonna give you half a dozen names. The lumber, the a, a, a lumber yard. You know, we work like with a, a lot real of lumber, lumber real yard. lumber yards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> real. And, which there are a few of left, but yeah. if you just move to town, your realtor is a good resource for that too, because you know mm. they they're gonna know. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> no, it totally depends on the cheap. realtor. Yeah, <laughs> and what you're they're trying always to get done. Cheap. <laughs> oh, right. They're, they usually know handyman. So if you really do, but they're, again, what, yes, Mary, That's good. That, you would, That's good. that would be a good resource for a handyman or some smaller projects, broken windows. Mm. Yeah. Then the realtor, because that, that, they t- tend to use a lot of handyman. And painters and stuff sure. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and um, I mean, I guess that goes back to, I know we've talked about this before. It's, it depends on the scope, right? Like if you're, realtors do know people who can get things done quickly because they're trying to flip houses, you know, get houses done and out quickly. Um, it's it's when a realtor says, you know, oh, we can just have this bathroom done. Like they can just do a quick update on it or whatever. And you're like, no, this is a 100 year old bathroom. Like it needs to get redone. So it depends on what you're looking for, but I, mm-hmm. I don't think that's a bad suggestion. Yeah. So. No, no. It is. It really does come back to what are what do you have? What are your needs? What do you need done? Yep. Um, here's a good question: Is can you? Um, is it okay for the contractor to ask what your budget is? Ooh, I, I've seen this come up a bunch in my tile I, forums and stuff too. I always ask. So do I. So do I. Yeah. I, years ago, I would would have said same. No. I'd have been afraid to do same. it. Yeah. And now Why I ask, is it different? Because, I mean, ultimately, we're both looking for this to be a good fit. If if I'll tell you what my rough number is, if you'll tell me what your rough number is, because if you say, if I'm looking at a project that I know darn well is going to come in at $100,000, and you say, and you got $30,000 to do it, then we're not on the same page right. mm-hmm. and and let's not waste each other's time with right. this yeah yep. well with my cost plus billing platform there's really not much risk for the client to tell me what they want to spend because then i can because i mean it's going to take what it takes it's going to take this many hours this many materials it's not like if they tell me their budget's a hundred thousand it's going to take 50 that i'm just gonna go with the high number because you know it's all um, transparent as far as billing. And I think we talked about this the last time we did question and answer, the difference between cost plus right. and bidding. And I, I maintain that if you're doing your cost plus correctly and you're doing your estimating or bidding correctly, they should almost end up being the same number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like I don't think you're getting screwed either way. Right. It's just that some people like the security of kind of having a number and some people, uh, you know, some people are totally comfortable with cost plus because they understand the fluid nature of the project. But then I always feel like from my end, I always feel like they're going to be looking over my shoulder going, well, it looks like you added eight minutes to, you know, you weren't actually out of here at four o'clock. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, well, <Right. laughs> so yeah. anyway, yeah, that's, that's good. And I think, you know, if you can, again, it goes back to, we all have different clients, right? I don't run into people who want me to do work cost plus. Mm-hmm. I want, you know, but but there are people out there that want that. who are very yeah. comfortable with that, and and they would be a good fit for you, you know. So yeah, and my neighbor's a contractor, and that's how they do it too. Um, yeah, and I'm like, how do you do that? But we just everybody just does it a little differently. It's just a different way of accounting, right. really. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So. And, and, and another question heading in a different direction is, what, what are contractors looking for in clients? Hmm. 
Yeah. I'm looking for somebody that that appears to be financially stable, and 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 uh, and also like have you know reasonable mental health. <laughs> I was gonna say financially and emotionally stable. Those yeah. are nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be ideal if every client that came to us had been through projects before and knew what they were talking about, and were like, "Yep, that's okay. I've been through this before." But that's not going to be the case, right? Yeah. So I would, I would say, you know, one of the things that I like in a, a sort of ideal client is that they don't come into the relationship assuming that I'm trying to screw them. Like, just understand, I've got no, I've got no incentive to do you any harm. It it, it never works out. It's not going to be good for either of us. And I want to. So if I tell you a number, I'm not doing that to hurt you or anything. I'm telling yeah. you that because that's what it costs to get the work that you asked for done. Right. You know. Like, right. Yeah, I would say uh, that uh, same is that we're looking for a good client as much as they're looking for a good contractor. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, we've got the dogs. I've got to go pick up my kids. We've we've been at it for, uh, you know, 45 minutes. I think it's time for us to wrap this show up. Yeah, I do too. I hear kids outside. Yeah. They're the yours. Yeah. <laughs> They're coming uh, for you. Who knows? <laughs> uh, who knows whose kids are coming for us? Um, all right, you guys. Well, another great show. I really enjoy these question and answer ones. Yeah. I think we can, you know, sprinkle these in whenever we get a chance. And we're going to figure this Facebook Live thing out. And we're going to get people to uh, watch us sometime. We'll schedule it so that people actually know that it's yeah. happening. Yeah, and we'll work out the audio so maybe they can hear their, the answers for everyone and we will get this figured out but thanks for sticking with us and listening to the Joe Contractor Show we really appreciate it if you have time it would be lovely if you could just drop us a little note we'd love it and subscribe oh yeah always subscribe always that's easy free there's no cost to that so go ahead and like us subscribe us you don't us. even have to like us to subscribe <laughs> that's true <laughs> You can you can like us out of spite. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll end there. Thank you so much for listening to another amazing episode of the most important show out there. Before we go, we want to thank you again for supporting us and for all the lovely things you say about us on social media. Shows like this grow with help from people like you. And remember, keep sending us your questions. We really appreciate the stories and the great insights we gain from our audience. We also want to remind you that you can buy shirts, hats, and more at joecontractorshow.com. Be good to each other, and we'll catch you on the next show.